Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I wanted to follow up on what we were talking about in episode 766, where I was referring to Eknath Eswaran's book, Passage Meditation. And if you'll remember, he had like an eight-point program. I talked a bit in 766 about the meditation and the way that he approaches meditation with the learning of a passage or taking a passage in with you. But he also talked about the mantra and slowing down, one-pointed attention, and a bunch of other ideas. So I wanted to finish up today with a few more points from that book and from Eknath Eswaran. So the thing that came up that I wanted to finish talking about was around the mantra. He calls it a mantra, but we call it here a mantra. And so here's a quote from Eknath Eswaran. The human mind is rather like the trunk of an elephant. It never rests. It goes here, there, ceaselessly moving through sensations, images, thoughts, hopes, regrets, impulses. Occasionally, it does solve a problem or make necessary plans, but most of the time it wanders at large, simply because we do not know how to keep it quiet or profitably engaged. But what should we give it to hold on to? For this purpose, I recommend the systematic repetition of the mantra, which can steady the mind at any time and in any place. And that's the end of the quote. Well, isn't that what we all want to be able to slow the mind down, to keep it quiet and keep it engaged? It's like he mentions here that the mind does all these things and occasionally it solves a problem or makes necessary plans. Now, I don't know about your mind, but I can totally relate to that because the mind is doing all kinds of things and occasionally it makes a plan or solves a problem. It is amazing the the multitude of other things that the mind does. And so he is suggesting here that the repetition of the mantra can steady the mind at any time and in any place. So I wanted to suggest to you all that if you have not found a mantra yet, that you may want to seriously consider it. Again, I talk about it here and there, but maybe you would like to find a mantra for yourself. Now, I generally talk about it in our group and with clients as finding a word or a phrase or a short prayer that you can take with you everywhere. So I learned to do it in my meditation because that's a beautiful place 
to really let the mantra go deep in you. You could also do it when you were falling asleep at night. And then what is so handy with it is that you can take it with you. And if you are stressed out, if you are worrying, if you are going into all kinds of thinking in the future or, you know, sadness about the past, you can pull up your mantra. It helps you gain some control over what the mind is doing. And so one thing I wanted to be clear about is the difference between a mantra and an affirmation, because I think it came up on our group call the other day that maybe the thing that somebody is thinking of using in their meditation as a mantra might be an affirmation. Now, the difference is, is an affirmation for most people will change over time. You know, you can do affirmation work with a mirror, you can do affirmation work in your journal. There's all kinds of different places that you can use affirmations. And I say that plural, because affirmation for most people changes, we don't just have one. But the mantra will probably not change. A mantra might be something that you keep forever. In some traditions, you are given a mantra from your teacher or from your spiritual director. And in other traditions, you find your own mantra. I found my own, and it has been with me, I have to say, probably since I read about a mantra from Eknath Eswaran. I think I mentioned this in the other episode. I think it was in 1993 or 1994. I can remember the book and I can remember my shop, where my shop was. So I think it was 93 or 94. And I've had that same mantra ever since. So I think your mantra will stay with you. I think you will know it when it comes to you. You can just kind of be open to it in your meditation. Like, is there a a word or a phrase or a short prayer that is meaningful enough to you that you would want to carry it with you throughout your life? Many people use other words that don't carry a lot of spiritual weight. It could be a universal word. It could be love. It could be peace. It could be calm. It could be a word like that, or it could be more spiritually connected to your tradition and or where you would like to go deeper into a tradition. So keep that in mind and really consider what it might be like for you to have that mantra with you so that, as Eknath Eswaran mentions here, so that you could pull up that mantra to steady the mind at any time and in any place. And really, it does work. I have to say, like I said, I've been saying my mantra for many, many years. And especially if you have been using it in your meditation when you are consciously being calm and in one place, knowing that you are safe and secure, but sitting and watching your mind and your breath. If your mantra is, if you can get that going, then it starts to have that feeling of, okay, breathing slowly, calm, 
safe, all of those things begin to be infused into the mantra. And then when you pull it up in a stressful time, it can help to bring you back to that place of peace, calm, and safety. So I hope that you will give that a try. Mantra is very important to me, and it was a really big part of my clearing of my anxiety. So I think it could be important for you too. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So Agnes Esperan also talks about the mind being one-pointed and how helpful that can be. And so we want to think about ourselves. Is, is your mind one-pointed right now? Are you really focused? So we can look at if we could move toward more one-pointedness. How might our lives be better? How might our anxiety begin to slow down? Here's a quote from Eknath. He says, In all these common cases, the mind lacks an essential condition for clear thinking and smooth functioning, one-pointedness. In Sanskrit, this is called, I will spell it for you, E-K-A-G-R-A-T-A. Eka meaning one and agra meaning point or edge. One pointedness is a very vivid expression because it assumes quite accurately that the mind is an integral instrument which can either be brought to a single powerful focus or left diffuse. Light, as you know, can be focused into an intense beam through the use of reflectors. But if holes and cracks lace the reflecting surface, the light will spill out in all directions. Similarly, when the mind is diffuse and many-pointed, it cannot be effective. The mental powers are divided up and less remains available for the task at hand. So think about it. When we are thinking all of these things, actually paying attention to, because the thoughts are going to come, right? They come. But where are we putting our attention? Is our attention one-pointed? 
Or are we paying attention to every little wiggle of a thought that comes through? Often when we're feeling really, really out of it and feeling extremely anxious and fearful, it can be that we were paying so much attention to every niggling little thought that went through, and we put our attention on all of these different places that we are unaware of what we could be focusing on, what we could actually be doing to move forward, to be in the present moment and making plans to move forward. But no, we are paying attention. We are letting the energy spill out all over the place. So I really think that one-pointedness could serve all of us. Might be something you want to think more about. Another thing that he talks about is fellowship or, you know, he talks about it as spiritual fellowship, or I could talk about it as a healing fellowship. I find that that's what the group offers, the Facebook group and the the calls that we go on. And even those of us who keep joining in here, maybe you guys aren't all connected yet. You would be if you were to join the group, but you are knowing that you're coming here to the same place, listening to the same person talk. And so that is in some way a fellowship. And when you write an email to me, that strengthens our fellowship. Here's a quote from the book. The Buddha would say that most people throw themselves into the river of life and float downstream, moved here and there by the current. But the spiritual aspirant must swim upstream against the current of habit, familiarity, and ease. It is an apt image. We know how the salmon fights its way along, returning at last to its original home. Those who set out to change themselves are salmon, swimming against the relentless flow of the selfish life. Truly, we need every bit of support we can get. We need friends, loyal companions on the journey. We have to do the swimming, of course. Nobody else can do it for us. But there will be an easier and swifter passage if we can swim with those who encourage us, who set a strong pace and will not stop until they reach their destination. The burdens are shared, easing them. The joys are shared too, multiplying them. End of the quote. I think that's a wonderful way to look at community or fellowship, satsang, if you will, to be in a group of people that are sharing the journey that you are on so that you can talk about your joys and you can talk about your challenges. They can be shared and they can be multiplied. And this is often what I hear when people first find the show or write an email to me that they have felt very alone. So I hope that you are not feeling alone. I hope that you are feeling in a odd way, our little sense of community, our little ACP family here. Even though you don't all know each other yet, you can go to the Facebook page, Anxiety Coaches Podcast Facebook page. You could leave a comment there, You and maybe someone else will comment on your comment. That is a nice place where people could actually touch in with me and see who else is there. 
You could also get more involved with us. Send me an email if you want more information. Maybe you have found a satsang through your yoga classes or through your church or through another community gathering that you are involved with, but it's wonderful to have that. Maybe you have it in your family. That is also a common place to have a fellowship of like-minded people. I think it's important to have it. So I hope that you will look into that for yourself so you don't feel so alone. And if you want some help with that, send an email to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. But otherwise, if you enjoyed these quotes that I've given you from Eknath, uh, I have the link to his book in the show notes if you're interested in that. But We all need to practice all of these things, and it's a lifelong journey. So don't feel like it's too late to get on. Don't feel like you haven't done it well enough yet. We all stumble. We all hit speed bumps in the road where we have to slow down a bit, because if we hit that going fast, we're going to go flying. We all have these things. You are not alone. And take that mantra close into your heart. One of my group members recently found his mantra. It just came to him. When I asked him, how did you get it? What did, how did you decide on it? He said it just came to him and he knew it when he knew it. And that was the same with me. So what I'm saying to you with the mantra is just be open. See what phrase or word or short prayer comes to you that you feel like that touched your heart in such a way that you could carry that with you for the rest of your life. I so appreciate you listening, and I really love being here with you. And now for today's quote. Mahatma Gandhi suffered many setbacks in the campaign to free India, but he was never despondent. He often said, full effort is full victory. Maintaining your enthusiasm, being regular and systematic in your practice, those really count. And that's from Eknath Eswaran. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.